Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast, a podcast focused on helping us understand the process of loss and grief with the help of those who are living it. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and this is show number 81. Through this show, you and I will examine the details we've discovered during our grief journey. We will share our experiences through the podcast and the blog and on social media while building a community that that desires a more open understanding of what grief is, how it affects us all, and how best to navigate its difficult path. Be sure to join the community, subscribe to the podcast, and find quick links to do both over at journeytograteful.com. And if you like what you hear on the show, please share an episode and the podcast with someone you know who could benefit a community that understands the path they are on with their grief. Now, I've recently realized with the help and insight of a new friend that often in grief, we focus on the loss and how we came to deal with it and not as much as the tangible suggestions and successes we may have experienced as we attempt to take steps forward from our loss. The question, how do you move forward, seems to never quite be answered, and in a way, for good reason. It's nearly an unanswerable question. However, we can, I can, share suggestions I've heard and things I've tried, and at the very least, provide a few things to seriously consider when you find yourself asking, how do I take a step forward from my loss? Moving forward after the passing of a significant person in your life is the biggest challenge you may ever face. It makes sense that moving forward from such a great loss will take a significant amount of time. But how do you even begin such a process? Initially, the first few weeks after loss is a blur. Grasping the weight of it all is one thing, but dealing with so many details after someone's death is so much more than most fully understand. Depending upon the impact of your loss and your personal involvement with the initial preparations, the financial plans, and the household details even months after, you may not have a chance to catch your breath for quite a long period of time. And when you finally find a moment to pause and see real life standing in front of you waiting for your next move, determining how your new normal will shake out, Now that's when you begin to walk a completely different path with your loss and with your grief. The one that finds you mostly alone at any given moment of the day, without those many hands reaching out 24-7 to steady your balance and carefully guide you as you walk mindlessly through each day. You are now alone to figure it all out for yourself. How will I ever find a way to move forward from this, you wonder, sometimes silently and sometimes aloud in an empty house or walking a well-worn path where you used to have company and a hand to hold or a child's laughter to comfort your soul. But now, forward seems to be a foreign concept, one of which you can't even begin to comprehend. Don't worry, there's no clock on your next move, and there's no deadline for this or that. This one thing in life is completely up to you. This is yours and no one else's. But still, for weeks or months or even years, 
You allow that moving forward idea to rattle around in your head uncontrollably and you wonder, who's going to tell me how to go about doing this? Here's what I know for sure. There is no first step or second step and so on. There's no list of right things to do first and wrong things to avoid. But there are suggestions, decisions I've made or details I've heard others consider which could help guide you when you're ready. I'll begin with five things to consider when you decide that first time to take a step forward, moving forward, and you can build upon those five as you go. I'll begin with a suggestion, a mindset actually, that I won't count as part of the five. And it's quite simple. Do it for you. Whatever it is, maybe it's a small step, perhaps it's a bigger move, Whatever you choose that to be, make certain you are doing it for you and no one else. I believe sharing a quote which I presented in the last episode might be appropriate here because it speaks to the message, do it for you. It's your road and yours alone. Others may walk it with you, but no one can walk it for you. This type of potential movement forward in your life goes hand-in-hand with that overarching idea. It must be yours and yours alone. Before I begin sharing the five considerations to help you move forward from loss, I'd like you to understand these are in no particular order, and not all of these suggestions are a perfect fit for everyone. They've simply worked for me or others who have shared their story with me. Number one, what they want for you. I would suggest that you approach the idea of moving forward with the mindset that the desire for you to move forward is something your lost loved one would want for you. I'll go out on a limb and suggest I'm confident that is what they would want for you. No matter if you've had the discussion with them or not, you know the character of your person and you know if this is true. So if they wish for you to move forward in their absence, then by all means, honor their wish as best as you can, when you can, in your own time. Number two, change is a necessity of life. Change will be difficult, but if you identify small changes you may initially be comfortable with, you may find it a bit easier to begin there. Rearrange or even Maybe paint a room, go through a few boxes, and simplify a portion of your life. Perhaps you could choose something you've thought of donating and make that happen. It need not be your person's item, but something you can decide yourself to part with, where otherwise you would have normally wanted their input. Making that decision can be a small but significant step. Keep your changes small. Keep them doable with little to no stress, and above all else, keep them comfortable. Make these changes something that you can live with, with confidence and not regret or sorrow. Number three, just for you. Do something just for you. This one is deceptively simple, but a bit more difficult in reality, actually. Because in grief, self-care is not always easy, and it certainly isn't top of mind for most. Buy something you've always wanted, within reason though. Start taking walks maybe, join a gym, or find a fitness trainer, engage 
with a life coach or a grief coach, maybe learn something new you've always wanted to learn. Ultimately, the goal here is to take time for you and for the good of you. Number four, dare to dream again. This is a bigger step, but necessary to accomplish at some point in time. You might find a group or a person with whom you can freely share your grief journey and where you can begin to share your dreams again. Discuss a trip you'd like to take or something you'd like to try and dive into the details and make it more possible and more real. Then assess how you feel about the possibility of it all. The idea here is to exercise your mind and occupy it with something good and hopeful once again. Find a way to dream again, but moreover, somehow find hope again. And finally, number five, refocus, renew, and redefine. Refocus your sights back to your future. It's not easy because your future isn't what you had planned to be. So beware you will find yourself stumbling with this one. And that's okay. Renew yourself and your life. Identify what that looks like. What do you look like in this new normal that you've been thrust into? Overall, begin with small steps to redefine what tomorrow will be for you. Define what that may begin to look like, even if it's just in your head but not spoken out loud. And lastly, if you can, go somewhere you both were hoping to go. Or instead, if you can't do that, relive a memory of somewhere you've gone together while creating your own new memory alongside the old one. Celebrate in that place the memories you made there and embrace the possibility of new memories to come. So let me recap those five considerations again right here. Number one was what they want for you. Your loved one wants you to move forward. Consider that statement. Number two, change is a necessity of life. Even the smallest change, a painting of a room, or maybe tossing out something old that you yourself can make the decision on, can be a good step forward. Number three, just for you. Do something just for you. However small that is, it's going to be a step in the right direction to start taking care of you. Number four, dare to dream. Find a way to dream again. Find a way to see your future once again. And lastly, refocus, renew, and redefine. And that all has to do with you, yourself, and your life. Remember, my suggestion when approaching these five considerations, do it for you. At your own pace, when you want to, as much or as little as you'd like. And remember, this is your path to walk. So as I close out this episode, I'd like to share with you an excerpt from When I Think of Death by Maya Angelou. I found it to say the things I often thought, providing validation for the things I felt, and it gave me permission in a way to take any step forward on my own terms. She writes, I can accept the idea of my own demise, but I am unable to accept the death of anyone else. 
I find it impossible to let a friend or a relative go into that country to no return. Disbelief becomes my close companion, and anger follows in its wake. I answer the heroic question, Death, where is thy sting? with, It is here in my heart, and mine, and memories. Thank you once again for joining me on the Journey to Grateful podcast. I am very thankful for you being here each week. Please stop by the community and let your voice be heard. Share your story or ask questions. I'm glad to help if I possibly can. Head on over to journeytograteful.com slash community to access our social media channels on Facebook or Instagram, request to become a guest on the podcast, or contribute to the blog with your own story. While you're on the site, sign up for my bi-monthly newsletter designed to provide you inspiration and motivation. Also, I invite you to connect with me via email. That's at tim at journeytograteful.com. Or more importantly, give me a call and leave me a voicemail. The number is 262-298-2428. That's 262-298-CHAT. Or if you'd rather, simply text that number and I will respond. And remember, if you like the show, please share the podcast with a friend. Take a couple of minutes to rate and review the show over on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to helping this podcast get in front of those who need it. You can go to journeytograteful.com and choose the Leave a Review button on the homepage or the podcast page. And lastly, if you are searching for a more effective way to walk this path with grief and find a way forward, I invite you to consider engaging with me in my experience-based grief coaching. Whether you appreciate the benefits of a bereavement group, but don't want to wait until next month, or you might like to try a one-on-one coaching option directly with me, you can learn more at journeythroughgriefcoaching.com. That's journeythroughgriefcoaching.com. And engage with me in a month-to-month experience-based grief coaching, which provides you support when you need it. Your access to the group or myself is virtually 24-7. No more waiting until next month's bereavement group. And again, you can go directly to journeythroughgriefcoaching.com or click the grief coaching link over at journeytograteful.com and discover if this is something that could benefit you today. Now today I'd like to end the episode a little bit differently. I'd like to share with you a testimonial from Kim W. She goes on to say, Thank you for what you are doing with this podcast. I tune in on days that I am missing my sister, my dad, thinking of my grandparents. Your words are comforting. You are so right in saying that when you have a connection, whether it be with a sister, a brother, a wife, husband, or a friend, and that relationship is filled with love and a -a one-of-a-kind connection, and you lose that person, a part of you is empty when they are no longer here. That part will forever feel like a void. Your podcast helps to make sense of it all. Thank you. I appreciate that, Kim. Thank you so very much for listening, and thank you so very much for sharing that testimonial, because it really speaks to not only what I am trying to do here in this podcast, 
but how so many other people feel about their own grief. So thank you again, my friends, for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode or any previous episodes. And for those who are walking on their path with grief, I hope you find a way to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Thank you. Bye-bye.